Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Let's take a look at some of uh, the headlines investors will be paying attention to today as well as its potential implications. This morning, we are talking about how investors have started the year 2023 in a more somber mood. But the outlook brightens for the full year based on the S&P Global Investment Manager Index. On the line to speak with me about that is Panjing E, Economics Associate Director for S&P Global Market Intelligence. Good morning, Jingyi. Good morning, Alia. Thanks a lot for helping me out with this. Uh, let's start off with that uh, S&P Global Investment Manager Index. So it shows the overall investor mood remains one of risk aversion at the start of this year, 2023. Could you walk us through the numbers and what are they telling you? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on the show. So as you mentioned, this is the Investment Manager Index that we do monthly. We actually collected these results from about 300 participants and together they managed about 3,500 billion AUM. Um, so the data itself, you know, continue to suggest that investors themselves are seeing the U.S. market potentially being in a bit of, well, in the next 30 days at least, they're expecting well, lower returns. So for the expected returns index, what we have seen, the number was at negative 21% uh, in December. That's risen to negative 14%, but nevertheless in one of, well, decline um, on the risk appetite side of things. Likewise, it's actually negative, um, mm. le- at negative 11%. Also a little bit of an improvement from December, but what they're saying is that actually we're expecting um, well, things to not fare perhaps too well in the next 30 days. There's just been no a lot of reach under the stress over what the monetary policy rate hike path is going to be in the US in particular. But the longer term, as you mentioned, however, we are actually seeing a little bit of a positivity. In fact, I think for the first time in a while, we're actually seeing the results coming in where these investors themselves are expecting positive returns across all the four major asset classes that we pulled, including equities as well, although uh, compared to likes of commodities, cost of credit, southern debt, equities is expected to be a little bit lower in terms of the return for 2023, but a positive nonetheless. So definitely, I think investors are looking towards the year progressing a little bit better for U.S. equities towards the end of the year. Yeah, that's the hope. And it's always like looking out for clues, right? Overnight, we had Fed Chair Jay Powell speaking, um, giving a speech to Sweden's uh, Risks Bank. And even there, they're looking for clues as to where the monetary policy is headed because their next meeting is, Feb- is on February the 1st. Um, Jingyi, I want to talk about money managers. How are they seeing various major asset classes and regions perform this year? What are we looking at more specifically here? Yeah, so, well, I think, you know, it's always been a bit of a balance, I think, you know, seeing how money managers are looking towards the various asset classes. I would say quite interestingly, at the start of last year, this time when we asked the investors, this is quite a bit of a risk on situation. You see that they are very positive on commodities and equities. On the other hand, sovereign debt, corporate credit, not perhaps their favorite. But right now, in fact, sovereign debt has risen to become the top favorite here um, amongst the four asset classes that we have just mentioned. Equities, of course, you know, again, it's a little bit at the lower part of things. So definitely quite interesting to see how everything will well perform throughout the year itself. In terms of region, 
However, it's also been interesting. I think we've seen quite a bit across the news as well in terms of how China's reopening is being viewed with optimism. So if you look at how the well, prices, uh, the expectation is for some of the regions itself, China, uh, well, U.S. and China, in fact, are actually among the top. Um, towards the bottom, you have, however, the likes of the U.K. still expected to see a bit of a negative turnout for 2023. Mm. Um, the World Bank themselves uh, have overnight talked about how they've slashed the 2023 growth forecast to levels that uh, theater on the brink of recession for many countries. I mean, it doesn't look... They, they already have forecast. This is not going to look so good for the Euro region. Job cuts is something we're paying close attention to. Uh, Jingyi, what does this tell you about the economy? It's a weird one because last week we had some good data out of the United States. Yet at the mm-hmm. same time, it contradicts all oh, the wage growth, not as high, just because it's 0.1% lower. How should we approach this? Yeah, well, so I think it's been a situation where if we think about it, we had, well, the pandemic hitting us and in the recovery, the immediate aftermath, the recovery period, uh, there's been quite a lot of uh, people trying to re- uh, replace the roles that were lost previously. So there's quite a bit of hiring that go on. In fact, it was a shortage of labor situation. It still seems to be well evident in certain sectors, but perhaps not all of which, especially given the fact that what we have been seeing now is one of, well, just demand growth slowing quite globally. Mm. And at the same time as well, monetary policy is really trying to rein in demand. So that's seeing, well, that demand new orders um, declining that um, through our PMI surveys. And at the same time, it's also interesting that not just the fact that, you know, the direct demand is leading to lower output. Previously, we have in the situation where there's a lot of backlogs going on, yeah. uh, you're having all these supply issues, that's causing firms to hire at a rapid pace. Yeah. But likewise, a lot of the low demand situations causing firms to actually eat into their backlog orders. So in terms of the capacity needs, it's actually reduced quite uh, significantly into 2023. Uh, well, I should say into the end of 2022 has been what we're seeing. So in turn, the employment situation has also declined globally. In fact, the well, JP Morgan global composite PMI, which is compiled by us, is still seeing growth in employment, but it's really slowed to quite a bit of a hot almost uh, is what we're seeing. So I think over 2023, you know, the expectation is that we are seeing the future output index is still a little bit tame in that sense. So we could be potentially seeing that kind of slowdown across some of the sectors continue in Asia. Sector data is seeing the likes of some of the uh, construction material for these are the oh. sectors that are seeing the fastest decline. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, good news for anyone who's in software and automobile, <laughs> employment is still going on strong there. So it's going to be a bit varied, um, is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, no, you bring up some really good points because we, we often forget that during the pandemic, they, with a lot of gaps were being filled. So you have this rapid pace of employment and now it's a case of, okay, uh, A, let's adjust to going back out in the world and B, let's adjust to how many people is actually needed to fill up these jobs. It looks like it's going to be a huge balancing act for the rest of the year. We are expecting some inflation data out of the US and China uh, tomorrow. It's been quite optimistic. People think that uh, whatever the Fed is doing is working. Uh, but what happens when we see this inflation data? What are we expecting? Yeah, definitely an interesting one. So I'll start with China, really. I think, you know, there's been the expectation that the market seeing uh, unchanged CPI, PPI to, well, go to zero down 0.1% from a sharper downturn earlier. This, of course, is December data, so it's capturing a little bit of a reopening effect there. 
Um, I think from the data that we've been seeing, you know, despite the fact that it's a bit of a reopening in China, that's been the case. The PMI numbers on the price side of things is still seeing uh, soft inflation numbers. So we're looking to see, you know, how that's going to turn out. It's going to be a quite interesting one, two months as well in the January part of uh, into 2023, just because what is going to happen with, you know, the latest COVID-19 wave and so on and so forth. The U.S. one is one that I think we'll all be watching quite very closely yeah. over here. And you love that. So, you know, CPI is going to be very interesting because yeah. the market is expecting a consensus of 6.5%. Previously, it was at 7.1%. So this means that we're going to see a bit of a slowdown. Um, PMI data, likewise, is, you know, backing this kind of trend of easing inflationary pressures. Mm. But how the market is going to react, it's going to be what's important because we certainly had seen the Fed themselves come through in their minutes telling the market, you know, they are, you know, watching the reactions a little bit closely as to how, you know, people are reacting towards even positive CPI data, assuming that the Fed may not be hiking as much, but they are not saying that, that you know, it's likely to be the case. So should the number come in a bit lower than the market is expecting, are we going to cheer the data? Will the market be cheering the data to a large extent? I think it's going to be um, quite interesting in that sense and definitely, you know, watching what the Fed will say because we have quite more Fed speakers coming through for the rest of the week as well. You wonder how many people are wishing they could read Jay Powell's mind. Uh, yeah. Pan Jingyi, Economics Associate Director, SMP Global Market Intelligence. On the line with me, Jingyi, I appreciate your time this morning. You take care and have a great day ahead. Yeah, thank you. Have a good week. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.